Hey girls, welcome back to the True Femme Podcast show. If you are new around here, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my internet space. Um, And if you've been around here forever, I love you. And um, once again, big shout out to all the girls who leave really sweet and kind and loving reviews and the girls that are writing me reviews or writing me sweet DM comments about the podcast show. I love you guys, and I really appreciate the um, just loving comments. They really motivate me to keep showing up for you, and also they help the show, so love all your kind words, and I appreciate them, and if you do have kind, wonderful, beautiful things to say or share about the show, feel free to leave them in the reviews section on Apple podcast. Okay. Now that's the announcement. We're going to dive into today's topic, which is why that, why do the men that I like, don't like me back? Why is it? This was a question that came into my Q and a box, the Q and a boxes. I do anonymous Q and a boxes on my Instagram. And when some girl wrote to me and she said, listen, why is it that the guys that I like, don't like me and the guys I, I don't like, so what, <laughs> this is a tongue twister, you guys. Sorry. She said, why is it that the guys that don't like me, I like. So why do I like the guys that don't like me? Help me out. And then she said, and why is it that, that the guys that do like me, I don't like. So I'm going to answer the first part of that in this podcast episode. And I will do another episode on the other part of the question. So we're going to talk about why the men you like don't like you back. Now, first understand, I'm diving right in now, but first understand that there was a study done by Helen Fisher around this topic where she discovered the reason romantic rejection gets us hooked is that this sort of rejection stimulates parts of the brain associated with motivation, reward, addiction, and cravings. Okay, motivation. Motivation to, I'm going to kind of break these down real quick before I give you the four reasons, but motivation to go after something. So when, when we are rejected, we get hooked to it because it almost, it stimulates the motivation part in our brain. Well, what are we motivated by ladies? What's motivating us when we're rejected? Well, I think the motivation that we're getting is this motivation to all of a sudden go after, grasp, pine after something. Okay. Uh, pining and grasping and going after something. This is why we feel an urge to get back or try to get the man who rejected us back or try, or we will go and try for another unavailable man to make what felt so wrong right again. (laughs) So I think it's just so interesting that the study showed with romantic rejection, it stimulates the motivation trigger inside of our brain. And it's like, well, why would I be motivated with freaking rejection? You know, like by, you know, motivated to continue to like the guys who don't like me back. Well, it's because we're motivated to go. When we get motivated, we're getting motivated to do something that we didn't really enjoy doing, or we don't enjoy doing, right? That's why we need motivation. So motivation triggers inside of us when rejection happens because we feel motivated to go get the man that we couldn't have or we couldn't get or that we go after a similar man. We're motivated to go after a similar man to make what was wrong 
feel right again or make it right. Okay, so I'm not going to spend like too much time on that, but I just want to break this down, break her little study synopsis down, okay? So reward, it stimulates and triggers the reward part of our brain. (laughs) So isn't that interesting that rejection stimulates the reward parts of our brain? So it feels like a reward. This is my conclusion. This is what I came up with that. It feels, I believe it, it triggers that part of our brain because it feels like a reward to get the man who doesn't want us, right? So we work really hard to get this internal invisible reward. Okay. Addiction. Why is it triggering and stimulating the addiction part of our minds and our brains? Well, this is what I've come up with. But um, the highs and lows that rejection brings can make the high of the man liking you. So when a man likes you, you feel this high, right? Feels super high. And then the low of him rejecting you feels super low. But because the high of getting this particular man back or getting this particular man who may have rejected you before or may, you know, seems, you know, gives you like points of feeling rejected, um, this creates this, this tension of high and low or, or push and pull. And so creating friction, right? So it's creating stress and excitement, which creates sparks. So because the high of getting this particular man back or getting this particular man to like you feels so dang incredible, you continue to need this sort of fix the way an addict feels they can't live without the high. So we need to question those highs. We need to question and ask, you know, am I, am I just wanting that high back? Am I wanting um, to self-medicate by going after the man who rejected me or going after men who are available and I know deep in my soul they're just not the right fit or it's not going to work or whatever, whatever, right? So um, ask yourself that question. Am I trying to self-medicate? Now, lastly, she mentioned craving. So it's interesting that it stimulates the craving part of her brain. So sort of like addiction, you get a craving for this man who rejected you. The rejection might even have a correlation or association to a past family member who you loved dearly, but you felt dismissed by. You've always sort of felt this craving to be loved by the one who can't give it. So you have a hunger for love from this specific type of person, causing us to be drawn back once again to the type of person who doesn't like you, doesn't value you, um, doesn't have the capacity to love you. So I say that and I bring that study up simply for awareness, okay? Simply for awareness. Okay, great. So let's move into the four things that I have for you. So other reasons the men, the men, ugh, tongue tied. Other reasons the man you like might not like you back has to do with many factors, and I'm gonna break them down for you real quick. Well, I don't know how quick it'll be, but I'm gonna break them down for you. <laughs> and as a caveat or a disclaimer, always know that these are just a few examples. These are not. Uh, the only examples out there, but these are a few for you to ponder on and think about and consider. Okay. Number one, you want the man too much. Okay. You just want him too much. So 
going back to our topic, one of the reasons a man that you like probably or might not like you back is that you like him too much. You want him too much. When we want someone or something too much, the man can feel this. And you girls know I talk about this a lot, but he can feel it. They can feel the cling. Yet the very thing that causes a man to like you is when you are quote unquote, a high value woman. So a man can feel when you know, like a deep knowing that you are a high value woman, that you are high value, that you believe you are high value on a deep level. But what actually makes a woman, so, you know, so we have to ask the question, what makes a woman a high value, high value woman? Like what makes her that? Cause you know, that word gets thrown around a lot on the internet, but what is it that actually makes a woman high value in a man's eyes? Here, here's what it is. It's when a man knows, it's when a man knows you will walk away if it isn't working out for you. That is the tall tale sign that a man sees you as a high value woman or that he knows that you know that you're a high value woman. It's when a man knows you will walk away if it isn't working out for you. If things aren't aligned, he just knows you have not, you have no issues walking away. Okay. So when he knows this, he sees you as a woman who values herself and who is someone who deeply values herself. And, and so, so, ugh, sorry, I'm repeating myself, but he sees you as somebody who deeply values yourself. And in turn, he sees that same value in you. So it's the mentality. This one's the biggest. You want to write this down big time ladies, but it is the mentality that you could live without him. And he knows you feel that way. Kind of like, I could take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter. It's not the end of my day, the end of my world. If, you know, it doesn't work out, um, I could live without him. Just kind of that mentality, that attitude. And that attitude alone causes you to be magnetic, believe it or not. Now, this must be genuine. It must be a genuine attitude, a genuine state of being, ladies. This is not just like, okay, I'm strategizing. I'm going to try to make, I'm going to try to, you know, make him think that I could live without him. But meanwhile, you're obsessing over him, okay? Obsessing over him is not living in the state of being okay to live without him. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, ladies, but if you're interested, I go deep dive into all of these things, pretty much like everything and so much more (laughs) that I talk about on my podcast. Uh, we go into in my signature six week program, the True Fem Academy. So that is open for enrollment right now. And um, if you want to get in, the link will be in the show notes. Okay, let's proceed. All right. So I hope that makes sense. But let's dive into number two. The the second reason why you like men who don't like you back, or why a man you like might not like you back. It's number two is it's a self value thing. It's a self value thing. The mentality of, if I can get this guy, then this means I am worthy and I am lovable enough. It's a validation thing. You are seeking validation, right? So you're taking, you're, you're seeking and pining for validation and you feel as though you're going to get that from the type of man who is harder to get. Okay. So again, I'm going to say that, but this is the mentality of, 
It's like you coming up with this mentality inside of your mind or subconsciously or unconsciously you might be saying this. Okay, if I can get this guy, this guy, this one guy to like me, then this means I am worthy and I am lovable enough. Okay, so what's interesting is, ladies, consider this. You probably aren't thinking that consciously. You're probably not thinking like, if that guy likes me, I'm, val- I'm valuable. No, it's, it's subconscious. If you can get this man to like you, then you have succeeded. It's a success thing. You see your value in your own eyes. If you can get this man to like you or to want you, you feel a sense of success, like you've succeeded something, therefore giving you value. You are indeed lovable. And if you can't get him to like you, so if you are successful, then you are indeed lovable. And if you can't get him to like you, then you have failed and you are proven to be unlovable. Now, if you, okay, so I'm going to stop for a second there because the truth is (laughs) this is happening. It's like an iceberg. There's the tip of the iceberg and that's all you see. And then there's under the iceberg, which is all the things happening underneath all the things that are sort of mm, passively happening that you're unaware of, okay? And a lot of this is happening on the underneath, underneath the iceberg, okay? Okay. If you lead with getting a man to like you, if you, if you lead with this, like getting a man to like you for your sense of validation, you are already giving off the vibe that you have low self-worth and are desperate for a man to like you, okay? So you don't want to lead with this like wanting a man to like me so I feel validated. So this is where you have to really check yourself. You have to check yourself on the deeper things. You have to ask yourself. And oftentimes it takes a therapist or a coach to work through this. Truly, it just as it definitely did for me in my life. I needed people to help. I needed people to be on the outside of me to point these deeper things out to me that were actually running the show in my life. I was continuously being drawn to men who were not who did not like me as much because I was chasing after a sense of self-worth. I was chasing after succeeding and conquering this value that I felt I got such value if I could get a man that was harder to get or harder, you know, that didn't really like me or I wasn't sure he liked me. So it became this weird game. And then those are the only kind of guys that I was attracted to. And any guy that liked me right away, I was so disgusted by. I was literally repulsed by them. I was like, ew, ew, gross. He likes me, which I'm going to get, get, get on with this. <laughs> I'm like totally getting off my own notes here because I try sometimes to uh, structure my podcast here for you girls. Um, So I'm going to get myself back on track. Um, Okay. So by the way, I hope this is making some sense to you. Okay. Um, Okay. But you're giving off the vibe. Seriously. If you lead with this like underlying motivation of I feel like I get worse. Like I feel like I I start to love myself if I can get the man who is who doesn't love me to love me or if I you know so that makes you drawn to men who are unavailable. Then 
you're already revealing this vibe that you have a low self-worth. If you think deep down that you are not valuable or unlovable, then you will continue to attract men who think the same about you, right? It's a mirror effect. It's a mirror effect. This is why you can think that you love yourself consciously or that you have a good sense of self-concept and self-worth and all of these things, yet you continue to attract you know, guys who treat you poorly or guys who aren't interested in you or guys who leave because somewhere deep inside of yourself, you've left yourself. You've abandoned yourself. There's like this like lack of just deep self-worth and you're actually kind of unaware of it. It's kind of, anyway, this is deeper things. Honestly, this is like 2.0. This is not exactly something we can break down in a podcast, but I hope it's bringing some awareness to you. Um, But let's carry on. The unavailable man or the man who rejects you or maybe will most likely reject you will be the one who is going to, this is is interesting, but he's going to be the one who will validate or confirm to you what you already believe deep down about yourself. This is why you guys hear me say, who you attract and who are who you are attracted to reveals a lot about what's going on in the inner parts of you. Cuz it's always going to sort of validate what you already feel about yourself. So, I think I told a bunch of girls when I married my husband, he loves and cherishes me so deeply. And I almost totally wrote him off because I thought he was sort of like boring at first, you know, um because he was different and um when I got to my wedding day, you know, I sat there with myself. And one of the things I was so, that just touched me on a deep level and caused me to tear up was how proud I was of myself. When I looked in my husband's eyes and when I still look in my husband's eyes, when I still sit there in a room, the living room with my husband, and I have moments where I just go, wow, Rachel, you really do value yourself because of who you chose to marry. You value yourself. There's some deep self-worth that you have for yourself because you chose a man who treats you like you are a high value woman, who gives you the same, gives you a, who values you, who sees you as so incredibly worthy of so much love, affection, and, and, and attention, right? And I almost wrote him off, you guys, and I'm so happy I did not. And he was different from all the other unavailable men. But for the first time in my life, I was actually becoming available for my own self. I was actually caring for myself deeply. I was actually choosing to do things differently because I understood what I was worthy of. And what I was worthy of was not a man who was just like willy-nilly, And, you know, just some fleeting validation from a guy who might reject me. No, what I was worthy of is the nice, kind soul, kind-hearted man who could fully be present with me, who could give me everything I ever wanted, which was quality time, quantity time, um, caring about my well-being, joining in life, walking in life with me, being supportive of me and my dreams, right? Right? And so much more. So be be aware that what you're drawn to and attracted to and what is coming your way is oftentimes just can always a confirmation of what is happening and what you feel about yourself. And if what you feel about yourself is low self-esteem, that repels a man that does not draw in good men. 
So just think about that, you know? Um, Okay. I'm going to move on to number three (laughs) because I feel like I'm going on a tangent there. All right. So number three, um, you are operating. The third reason why you... Uh, the guy that you like may not like you is you are operating from a worried, worried thoughts. You're operating from worried thoughts. You're operating from a worried state of being. Okay. This once again goes back to your insecure state. It puts you in obsessive mode. Why are you obsessing though? We're often obsessing because you feel the need to get this man to like you. So it's putting you in the get, the action taking it makes you, it, it causes you to become missional in your dating, right? So now I'm on a mission, which is super masculine. I'm on a mission to get this person to like me. I'm, a, I'm on a mission to get married. I'm on a mission to make something happen quick. No, no, no. So you set out on a mission and this will by nature push a man away. If a man feels like you are on a mission to get him to do anything, he will be repulsed by you. He will pull away. Even if you are desperate to get married, if you are living in a state of desperation to get married and you voice that in any way, shape, or form, it will literally literally repel a man. Hear me out, ladies. You can have a deep desire to want to get married, but you don't need to act desperate or try to be pushy or obsessive in getting this person to marry you or getting too marriage. It will push a man away. So sit with yourself. Sit with yourself on that. Remind yourself of time, that time is on your side, that time can slow down. Do you know, I, I swear by this now, we actually have the ability to slow time down. I turned my phone off. I said, babe, to my husband, let's turn our phones off. Every time me and my husband turn our phones off and we hang out, life slows way the flip down. It slows down massively. It has no option but to slow down because we are not distracted by beeps constantly, looking at our phone, constantly being stimulated. And honestly, we have the best time together when we turn turn our phones off. It's slow and borderline, sometimes boring, but like in the best way. But we connect. We end up having the best sex when we do that. All the things because we actually are sitting there being present and undistracted by each other. Okay, again, kind of a little tangent there, but <laughs> mission, you're not on a mission. You're not pushing. You're not, you're not worried and obsessive. All of those things will instantly make a guy that you like not like you. And you don't even have to express them verbally. He knows. He feels it. When you are obsessing over a man, he can feel that from you, even if you are in five states away. It's felt. Yes, energy transfers that way. Okay, Um, so think about this now with a man you aren't interested in what's happening. There's not the sense of pressure. There's not obsessive thoughts happening. A man has space to come towards you all on his own. In fact, it puts you in a state where you're sort of waiting for him to sell you on liking him. So it's like a man you're not interested in. There's all this space. There's no pressure. There's no closing in. There's no obsessive thoughts. There's no worry. It's always the opposite of this. And this is causing men to come towards you. But they're not the guys that you like because you're too busy obsessing over the guy that you like, right? 
So I would shift out of obsessive states of being. I would work on calming yourself down. I would calm, uh, focus on less pressure towards yourself, towards the man, towards the relationship. Now, I want to just say this. Less pressure does not mean being completely passive and just staying in a relationship for five years when you really want to get married. No, that's not what less pressure is. Just less pressure in the beginning, less pressure on forcing things to move along and happen. Again, always remember that relationships and relationship advice is nuanced, ladies. So this is why I love um, working with girls inside my coaching containers and my programs because everything is nuanced and different uh, scenarios and situations call for different advice and more specifics. And like I always say, I kind of can only give generals here, which you know, that's why it's just a podcast. (laughs) So anyways, um, I'm going to keep it moving. Um, so you want us to take the pressure off. If you like a man, the best thing for you to do is to take the pressure off. If you want a chance at him liking you back and getting out of obsessive thoughts. Okay. The last point I have in my reasoning for why the guy that you like probably or may not like you back is kind of simply just you choose the guys who can't give you what you want. So meaning you're already just starting from a place of like, I'm going after guys who have no emotional intelligence. So, you know, it usually starts off by you making up a fantasy inside of your head of how this man could show up for you. But often if you got to know the guy you liked, you might be surprised to find out he's not actually that aligned with you or your core values. Or maybe he has low emotional intelligence, like I just mentioned. Or maybe he's a really selfish guy. What if he has a lot of narcissistic tendencies that are like overwhelming? But you don't know that yet. But when you take the time to get it to know him outside of, you know, building fantasy inside of your head, you might come to find out, you know, this is a man who can't really love, cherish, and adore me. He can't really give me what I want. So if we can come to recognize sooner rather than later that this is a man who just doesn't have the capacity to love, cherish, and adore me, then you can save yourself a lot of headache, a lot of emotional um, drama, honestly, by just simply becoming unavailable for men who cannot give you what you desire. The best way to do this is to really get familiar with what it is that you desire. And I mean that far beyond, I want to have fun with my man. And I want him to be cute and I want him to have a good job. No, like, what do you actually desire? Like, how do you desire to feel in your relationship? Think about that. You know? So that's all I got for you today, ladies. That's what I have. That is what I wanted to share with you girls. All the points I shared with you, they can go either way, right? So the reasons a man doesn't like you, you flip that and do the opposite of those things. So obsessively thinking of a man is causing him to not like you. So what do you need to do to cause a man to be more drawn to you? Less obsessive thoughts about him. I know it's hard. 
I know it's hard. I'm going to empathize with you real quick. I know it's tough, Um, but you can do it. It is completely and entirely possible. And I help girls get their grip on this inside my program, um, which is available to get into right now until um, April April 2nd is the last day that you can sign up because we start April or sorry, March 31st is the last day you can sign up because we start April 1st. But anyway, I will leave the link below if you are interested in getting in. This is my like most intense. It's my favorite program. It's like, honestly, it's my first recommendation for anybody who wants to work with me. And in fact, I don't even like working with people until they've done it because it is all the foundational deep work. Um, and the rest is just really nuanced and helping you along your journey. But anyway, okay, so I'm going to stop. I hope that was helpful. I hope it made sense. And um, if you girls love the podcast, tag me on Instagram and I will share your tags. I love connecting with you girls. And um, yeah, I'm sending you lots of love and we will talk soon. Okay, bye.